everybody welcome back to hashtag bitch second episode we made it to the second episode shout out to that fucking consistency because if you know me you know it's hard but shout out to that shout out to that round of applause we made it to episode two um thank you to everybody who's been sharing the podcast the people who've been sharing without me asking, people I don't even know sharing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's get right into it. First things I wanna talk, I wanna talk about a lot of, uh, maybe not a lot, but a bunch of stuff. I mean, that's the same thing, but (laughs) a bunch of stuff today. First thing I wanna talk about is energy. Like, speaking of sharing my podcast, the people who I don't know sharing my podcast, more than the people I do know, without even asking, that gets right into what I want to talk about. So, basically, I want to speak on energy. And when I say energy, I mean my energy towards certain people like I don't want to come off as an asshole but I can no longer be there for people physically and emotionally because people are not there for me physically and emotionally and I don't want to be the type of person that counts favors but when it boils down to it where are you when I need you or when I want you like sometimes people just want somebody around where are you when I want you around when I want somebody to talk to or need somebody to talk to, where are you? And I don't need nobody. (laughs) I mean, everybody needs somebody, but more of a want. Where are you when I want you? You know? Um, Yeah, I feel like I'm putting too much energy into people who don't show up for me unless I beg them to and I don't beg I don't beg people to be there for me I do get mad sometimes because I'm like damn I'm really supporting these people I'm really like pushing these people to get rich to get successful to be happy basically because I want to see everybody happy even if I don't like you bitch you better boss up but still I'm doing all of this for what like when I don't get the same energy back and it could be, I could have met you 90 days ago or nine days ago. And I still, I'm still there. Like, I'm still a good friend no matter what. But I'm about to stop being a friend. Because y'all don't need me. If y'all needed me, you would be there when I needed you. You feel me? Like, that's a given. If somebody's there for you, be there for them. And I don't really, honestly, now that I think about it, that's not even counting favors. That's what it means to be a true friend. And if you don't know how to be a true friend, then you don't need to be in my life because why am I putting all of that energy out there for you? First of all, I need to be putting all that energy into me. But I have enough energy for myself. But I I also don't want to give out my friendly energy to someone who does not need my friendly energy, you know? So, yeah. 
if you're not here for me, you're not supporting me through my best and my worst, then bitch, goodbye. Niggas too. Cause y'all tough. Tough. <laughs> Don't want to get into that right now. But yeah. I'm big on the whole energy thing. How's everybody doing during this these hard, hard times? I mean we this has basically been our lives for a long time. This we're black. Some of us are black. So We've been through this for a long, oh my gosh, they're doing construction outside of my window. I really hope this does not play into my podcast. It's 1.14 p.m. Why are you doing construction? Anyways, we've, I'm going to speak, when I say we, if you, if it fits, it fits. If not, I don't know what to tell you, but we've been black our whole lives. So we basically been dealing with this our whole lives. It's just coming to light more now. Now that there's social media, social social network, it's being put out there more. So more people are seeing it. We're seeing it in a, I guess, harsher light. But this stuff has been going on forever. But how are y'all doing during these times? How is your mental health? Make sure you check on your strong friends too because bitch, we be going through it. <laughs> we be going through it, okay? Staying in the house all the time. Even going to work, like I have to go to work. I'm essential. I'm essential, baby. I have to go to work. And even that is like really crucial to my mental health. If you know, you know, like, mental health days are very important, but I just want to talk about, it's a lot of racist, racial stuff going on, and people probably don't want to hear this, but I want to talk about our childhood and colorism in the black community. So, growing up, I was not picked on. I, I lived in Baltimore, Maryland, Owensville, Maryland, and somewhere else. Queens, Brooklyn, New Jersey, okay? And I was not picked on by white people. White people did not bully me. I was bullied. For having a big nose, big lips, being too skinny, and I was bullied by black people, blacks and Spanish people, and yeah, I just, I don't understand, like, basically this rooted, like, this was implanted in our brains since slavery times to pick on other, um, 
to pick on our own race, basically. Pick on people darker than us, lighter than us. Like, I just know, like, if somebody, if I was to get famous, like, y'all always canceling famous people. I just know if I was to get famous, y'all would go back to my bar in my social media somewhere, and I would have called someone a black bitch. Out of anger, yes. It doesn't change the fact. But growing up, I was not bullied by white people. I was bullied by other black people, lighter than me, light-skinned girls, darker girls, Spanish girls, dark, light Spanish girls. Like That definitely started in our younger ages from people who look just like us, basically what I'm saying. Um, but we, um, when I was younger, lighter girls used to call me roaches, monkeys, and when we were younger, we never said, oh, we need to stick together. We never, we never felt that way. Like, of course, you... You're young. You don't know anything. You don't know any better. But it was never taught to uh, taught to us that that wasn't just bullying. That was colorism, and that started in a black community. But that didn't only happen to dark girls, brown skinned girls. Like I've had light-skinned friends who also told me that they were bullied for being light-skinned or they were told they had to be a certain way because they were light-skinned or they were told, oh, they don't text back because they're light-skinned. Like, light-skinned girls don't text back. But, yeah, basically growing up, I was definitely bullied by people who were the same color as me or lighter or darker, like I said. But for things that I couldn't change, like these are our black, um, what do you, what do we call it? These are our black, damn, the word cannot come to my head right now, attributes. We were born, we were born like this. Now we see these are people going out to get these features that we were born with. And now we are wiser and we love ourselves for who we are, but It, for me, it started in the black community. Something else that started in the black community that bothers me are how grown men, grown black men are now because of how they were raised. They were raised, some, I mean, everyone wasn't raised the same, but some were raised and taught not to show fear, show love, show emotion, basically. They were taught to be strong. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being taught to be strong, but they were also taught not to show emotion, which brings up a lot of mental health problems in black men and these relationships they try to get into when they become adults black boys who become black men are now abusers um, they all have PTSD um, 
schizophrenic. I'm not saying that the way they were raised is the reason why they have mental health problems now, but some of some of them, the way they were raised, are the reasons why they act the way they do in relationships, friendships, relationships. Um, their fathers put it in their head that they have that acting a certain way makes them a bitch. Doing this and doing that is a bitch trait. That's environmental trauma. And us black women, I don't care how strong we are, we do not want to put up with that. Now, I'm not saying black women don't have mental illnesses and mental health problems from their environment that they were brought up in, but a lot of people feel like we need to put up with that, that that's what we have to put up with because we're strong black women and we're always going to be there and that's what we need to be able to put up with. But when we don't want to put up with it, we're called loud, angry, and black. But guess what? We are loud, angry, and black. We don't want to grow up to be, we don't want to date to be moms. I've dated people where I'm guessing they felt like I was their mom and I let them down. Cause bitch, I'm not your mother. I can't raise you. I'm first of all, I'm raising myself. Yes, I have parents, but at the end of the day, once you turn a certain age, you have to like put in work for yourself. I have to start raising myself. So why do you think I'm gonna sit here and raise you? I didn't give, I didn't sit there for nine months, hold you in my stomach, give birth to you. I'm sorry that at a young age, your mom left or your mom passed away or your dad left or your dad passed away or just was there on and off. I'm speaking to men and women, but because it's not on, there's a lot of women out here who want men to be their fathers as well. And that's not cute. Nobody wants to be your mom or your dad. Like, I don't mind being super caring, like giving off a little bit of mom action, but I'm not about to sit here and be your mom. First of all, that's nasty. <laughs> that's fucking nasty. Okay. But yes, I feel like there is a lot of hate in the black community and I don't like it. It definitely stemmed from somewhere. I'm not a therapist or a psychologist. I cannot give you the deeply rooted synopsis of where it came from. But it definitely came from somewhere. No one's to blame. It's just work on it. But don't don't get into a relationship to work on it. You gotta work on it on your own. And maybe not on your own. Get a therapist. Get a um, psychiatrist, psychologist, whatever. Or find a friend to talk to. Find somebody who's been through similar stuff. Y'all can work on it together, but do not get in a relationship for that. That's a friendship, okay? 
Stop looking for people to heal you. That's basically what I'm trying to say. I mean, it's a lot that I'm trying to say, but definitely stop looking for people to heal you. Heal you and love you at the same time. Yes, I, I'm, I may sound like I'm contradicting myself a few times during this podcast, but do not. Don't do that. Like, it's okay for someone. It's okay for two I don't know how to put this. I don't want to even put it out there because I'm not 100% sure. I have dated people we loved and healed at the same time and then we moved on from each other. But if you are not ready to work on yourself, do not look for someone else to help work on you for you. You feel me? That's what I'm trying to say. The last thing I would like to talk about, because I recently saw a post on either Twitter or Instagram where someone said, they said, uh, let me get it back to mine. They said something, um, something about being too old for casual sex like they're too grown for casual sex and it kind of hit me because I'm like what do you mean you're too grown for casual sex what do you mean you're too old and I think the person who posted I'm not even 100% sure who posted it but I'm pretty sure the person who posted it was in their 20s so to me I'm like what do you mean you're too grown you're too old for casual sex Like, what does that even mean? Because if you're in your 20s, were you the perfect age for casual sex when you were a teenager? You're not really mentally ready for anything as a teenager, honestly. Honestly, I still, like, I'm still, like, a little baffled. Like, what does that mean? What does that even mean? What the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> At a certain point in life, we all go through our whole phase. And I'll be honest, I went through my whole phase in college, and I honestly think that everyone should go through their whole phase in college. Cause you're not a teenager, you're like, you're a teenager, you're still young, you're fresh out of high school, but you're an, you're an adult teenager, okay? You're going to have to learn how to start making decisions for yourself. You're going to have to learn how to... Um, you're going to learn discipline. You're going to learn a lot of things. But I definitely encourage the whole phase in college. But the safe whole phase, okay? Don't be out here just fucking and slutting with any and everybody. Make sure you use protection, okay? Um, make sure the person is safe. 
Make sure it's not somebody's boyfriend or husband because there's no reason to be fighting over dick, okay? Um, honestly, casual sex is important in your life because you don't want to get into a marriage or a relationship and you're thinking about what what it could have been or what what it would be like with someone else you know you don't want I feel like um, people are saying they're too young for casual sex because they're ready they feel like oh I'm you just throw any age I'm 24 25 26 26 plus and I'm ready to get married I'm ready to have babies um, no what you're in your prom you're ready to get rich before you do all of that why not I don't know like why not just be who you are you're working on yourself this is this is me right now guys okay this is me I am happy with casual sex I am happy with it I'm okay with it I'm not crying over a boy I've been in relationships. I've been. I'm gonna say I've been in three adult relationships. Maybe I should not have been in that ma many relationships, but that's a conversation for another day. Casual sex is important. I really feel like it's important. Um, I am okay with it. I'm not crying over men. Yes, I've been there. I've cried. Um, I'm not gonna say I was stupid. We all been there. We all. Maybe not all of us, but some of us, we've been there. And I'm not gonna call myself dumb for it. It was a lesson learned. Everything I learned was a lesson learned. As long as you learn something from it, but don't learn the wrong lesson. Like don't do nothing stupid and learn the wrong lesson, okay? But definitely been there. Um, I'm not, I'm in a good place right now. Like I said in my last podcast, I control my own emotions now. Nobody's telling me where I need to be, who I need to be, when I need to be. This is my life. Um, yeah, I feel like we all had that growing up. We always thought, oh, we're going to be married by a certain age. We're going to have kids by a certain age. We're going to have a white picket fence. We're going to have the fucking American dream. Boy, let me tell you. Let me tell you. I don't think that's something we should push for. That's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure to have um, growing up. And I definitely knew when I was age five that by 25, I was gonna have some kids. I was gonna be married. Girl, let me tell you, I don't have kids. I'm not married. I, I'm good. And I know it sounds crazy coming from me, like saying I'm good. Because people always say, oh, when you say you're fine, you're good. It's usually a lie behind it. But I'm actually not lying. And I if I wouldn't even lie about it. Like, I will literally tell you. Somebody asks me, how am I doing? I'd be like, shit is fucking horrible, bitch. I've been crying all week. I can't stop crying. Help me. But I'm not lying. I feel good. Like, I wake up. 
I, I did accomplish a lot of things. Um, graduated college, my bachelor's in criminal justice. Um, I work, I have a career. I hate it, but you know, who the fuck loves their career? I mean, some people do, but I don't love mine. I'll be honest. Um, I have my own apartment. I have my own car. Of course, all those things come with struggles. But at least you're. At least I'm doing something. Like even if you, even if you are my age, 26, and you don't have all those things, but you're still getting up every day and you're still going to work. I know it's quarantine and a lot of other stuff right now, so some people are not working. That is not your fault. That is your dumbass job's fault. But if you're doing what you need to be doing, you've accomplished a lot. Like, you've definitely accomplished a lot. Okay? But I do want to go back to the whole American dream thing. When I was younger, I definitely, I just, I was like, and God forbid my next few statements. I was just always like, my mom's going to be there for my wedding. My grandmother's going to be there. My grandpa's going to be there. Rest in peace for my grandfather. But I always, I'm getting teary-eyed. But I always, I always felt that way. I always was like, oh yeah, they're going to be there for me. They're going to be there to walk me down the aisle. I just knew my grandpa was going to walk me down the aisle when I got married. But that's a lot of pressure to have on somebody. I mean, to have on yourself. It's okay if those people are not there. The person you decide to marry, they're the person who loves you. If they, if they are there, then honestly, that's all that matters. It doesn't matter if you turn 65 and you decide to marry somebody you turn 50 and you decide to marry somebody and your whole family is gone by then that's the person you're about to start your family with but basically I wanted all those people to be there for me when I decided to have kids get married blah blah so basically growing up we definitely rushed those overwhelming thoughts and feelings we wanted all of that to happen so fast that we grew up pretty fast but that doesn't make you dumb or anything you live you learn I mean you live and you I'm gonna say that a lot because in 2020 although this has been a horrible year for most I feel like I've learned a lot about myself. The quarantine has definitely allowed me to learn more about myself and get to know myself better because we don't always know ourselves. But I definitely learned a lot about myself only in these few months, okay? But yeah. Um don't don't push yourself to go get married and have kids with the wrong person because it's a lot of People out here having babies with people they not even with. People they only see on the weekends or once a week. 
that's not love. Um, don't look for that. Don't rush it. Love the people who are here right now because they're not always going to be here. Um, love the family you have before you make your own because they're not always going to be here. Don't pressure yourself to find love. Don't pressure yourself to be somebody who you're not. You are not that person yet. You know you're not that person. People always want to have babies to oh yeah, the baby's going to change me, the baby's going to change him, the baby's going to change her. Uh, for what? The better or the worse? You don't even know. Continue to be who you are. Continue growing with who you are. Continue being the bad bitch that you are. Glow up. Grow up. Men, continue being who you are. And like I said before, don't don't start something that you're not ready for. Stop disturbing people's fucking peace. Basically, bitch, are you even at peace with yourself? Damn, I like the way I wrap that up. <laughs> but yeah. That's pretty much all I have to say today. Definitely stop wasting your energy on other people. Fuck who you want to fuck. Just make sure you're safe. Make sure that person is safe as well. Make sure they're single. Because you don't want to be in a um, situation. And stop being colorless. Stop being fucking colorless. Stop calling people roaches and monkeys and gorillas because y'all this community we gotta unite this community, okay? And when I say that, I'm talking to the younger people because I'm pretty sure we are all most of us are woke now. We're not calling other black people black bitches. Go back to Africa. Do this. Do that. That was some elementary, middle school, high school drama. Um, I really hope we grew up from that. I definitely did. I know at some point I definitely called some people out based on their skin color. And I apologize. I know it's late in life, but I do apologize. Um, yeah, because it's the only thing I really want right now is for all black people to be unified so we can make some changes. We can't make changes until we all love ourselves individually and as a group. But thank you guys for listening to episode two of Hashtag Bitch. Uh, stay tuned for episode three for next week. Next week. But also, thank you to the people who asked me for episode two. Like, that makes me feel really good. But thank you, guys. See you next week. <laughs>